Good afternoon, everyone. We are sitting at the Dalston Eastern Curve Garden on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, midsummer, I'd say. Well, yeah. And today we're going to talk about comfort zones and how we get stuck in them and then also how we can get out of them. So how do you leave your comfort zone and what happens when you do? So I'm just gonna go around the table and ask everyone who's here to introduce themselves. Let's go around, oh, and I'm Lucia. So let's go around clockwise, from my left. My name's Anne. Um, I broke with com my comfort zone, I think we call it, uh, when I parted from my husband. Um, I had to go out and meet people because I was very family orientated. Um, then when my children left home, I had to also even increase that. I went to, I was invited to join a square dancing group, a book club, um, swimming. Um, and Up Your Street, which is a group I belong to that we go out and about everywhere, really have a good time. So that, that helped me get out of my comfort zone. Um, that's about it, I think. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Gillian, sometimes known as Jill, and I hail from Leytonstone, and I can't wait to hear other people's stories. My name is Antonia. Um, I think my story would be like, and uh, when there is a loss, you know, you you feel lost, and uh, it, you go in your comfort zone, and it it it's something has to happen to be able to get out of it. And like what she said, she joined a lot of groups, and that's what I did, and and that helped me a lot. Brilliant. We'll, talk, we'll hear more about that. Good afternoon, Lucia. It was a pleasure to come here today on your radio station. And now uh, we're going to talk about our comfort zone. For me, is my comfort zone is among my friends. When I come out to meet all my friends, I feel comfortable among them. Hello, my name is Margaret. I actually can adjust from my comfort zone to any environment. It took me time because of my illnesses. I will just leave it like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. My name is Susan. And I realise, like Margaret, I, I know I can adjust to that... Well, I don't think I found a comfort zone that I, I haven't been able to adjust to. The, but that is the problem, because I don't have a comfort zone. Um, it's not easy. The only thing that I would say is my real comfort zone is when I'm on a dance floor dancing with somebody who can dance 
with my eyes closed. Thank you. Um, so why don't we stay on this topic? Have you ever, so you're kind of comfortable dancing, but has it ever happened where someone's just so kind of, um, I, I guess, capable that they've made you feel uncomfortable? They're, they've sort of swept you around the dance floor and suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure if I can follow, I'm not sure I can do this. Um, this is going to sound very conceited, but I can usually follow most people. The ones I have difficulty following are the ones that have been professionally taught, and you can hear them counting. Um, they're the ones I can't dance with. I, I look at people's feet and their bodies and see how they move from the hips, and they're the ones I go for. <laughs> So what kind of dancing do you do? Ballroom, Latin, jive. I suppose they call it swing now. But um, yeah, I can do most. I, I have difficulty in doing set pieces like line dancing. Um, so. For you, that's interesting because dancing is your comfort zone, but for some people that could be the scariest thing, getting on a dance floor and suddenly having to do some, you know, learn a routine or learn some moves. Is that the case for anyone here? Is like getting up and dancing in front of people outside anyone's comfort zone? Everyone's shaking their heads. For me, when I go to ballroom dancing, I feel you know, if I don't know the step, you feel uncomfortable, you know? And you feel like you're doing the wrong step, can't follow, and then you stand back and watch. So that's what I do. You know, sometimes, you know, especially, they're showing this step that I don't know about, and I say, oh my God, I can't follow that. It goes too quick for me. So that's my, uh, what do you call it, uncomfortable? Yeah. Uncomfortable? I think, yeah, I think actually dance is a great analogy yeah. and a really good metaphor because we can really visualize. Yeah. So at first you're on the edge of the dance floor yeah. watching everybody and thinking, oh, I can't do this, there's yeah. no way I can do this. And then slowly, slowly you, you learn the steps and you get on that dance floor and you're doing it. And so you've left that comfort zone of, of kind of being on the edge and, and, being, and just jumping in. And once you're dancing, what a wonderful feeling that, that could be. So um, I, love, I love that kind of the image of it. Especially me, I, I, I feel comfortable doing disco dancing. I'll get up and dance all night. I love disco Sarah, dancing. Sarah, I can absolutely yeah. imagine you disco dancing. So. <laughs> May I say yeah. that I have, I now realize, another comfort zone, and that is public speaking and telling stories. Uh-huh. So that you're comfortable with doing that? Oh, yeah. That's my forte in life. Okay, okay. And for some people, again, that is their worst nightmare. Absolutely. Getting up in front of a group of people and having to speak. I mean, I... It took me a very long time to be able to do that. I, I find it quite terrifying. It, it, yeah. it does, does need training. I, I used to be the person that joined a conversation and killed it dead. Um, then I underwent some training, some professional training, and it's all very different now. 
And especially, you know, when English is not your language, and then you, you try to say something, especially for me, I always speak French. I know I've grown up in England, but I still have the French accent. And sometimes I want to say something, and you feel uncomfortable. You don't know what, what the word means. <laughs> and sometimes I have to ask, what's that mean? You know? <laughs> And That's I'm sure everyone's experienced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 um, sometimes you just need a glass of wine to uh, get going. <laughs> I think That's you see, probably most people have found that when you go on holiday, you're like, oh, I can't, I can't speak the language, and then glass yeah. of wine or two, you're, you're away. I haven't um, had a holiday for a very long time, unfortunately, and. When I was younger, I used to go to Spain a lot, and I looked very Spanish. <laughs> Imagine somebody Says with... Susan waving her fan. <laughs> yes, and actually, it's a Spanish fan, yeah. which I've had for about 50 years. And um, I really was gorgeous then, and I had long, dark hair, and when um, somebody approached, beer glass in hand, and the words out of the mouth, hello, how are you, love? <laughs> so I would retort with, oh, no, no English, no, 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 no English. <laughs> Very good. Um, Gillian, what about you? What have you um, experienced? Um, I'm just listening to stories and um, increasingly aware that I don't like talking about my experiences or about myself, really. I'm very much more a listener. I don't feel uncomfortable here whatsoever because I know most people here. I think, going back to the dance, though, that um, I've always disliked being on the ballroom dance floor because, one, I've always been big, not as big as this, obviously, in the past. I've always been big, so it's difficult to find a man who's bigger than me for the dancing. But also, I couldn't bear having to be led by anybody. I want to always be the leader, and many times <laughs> I've been on the floor, and uh, the man has kind of whispered nastily in my ear, oh, you like leading, do you? <laughs> and um, from that minute, I'd lose interest in all the steps. And there was always that fear, like Sarah was saying, about not picking up the steps quickly enough. And I was very interested that um, Susan was saying she didn't feel so good doing routine dances like line dances, but she's already got her feet moving to all the other routines, so I can't get that one at all. I find it very difficult to line dance. I love it, and I can do my own kicks and everything, but it's never in time with everybody else, and everyone's always so much better. But I, I, don't, I don't put myself in a position where I feel uncomfortable. I would rather not get on the dance floor. I'd rather be the wallflower, if that's allowed to be said anymore. <laughs> So when you are being that wallflower, do you have any kind of internal conflict where you're, you've got a voice saying, you should be out there. Why are, you, why are you not, like, sort of that thing that kicks in that says, why aren't you confident enough? What's going on? No, what's going on in my head is, oh, why didn't someone teach me from when I was younger? I, just, I was just a bit too young for the ballroom phase, and I was too young for the jive phase. So when I see jivers, I just die to get on the floor, but I don't know the steps. I can just twirl and pretend. And I've been to so many classes, but nothing is retained. But when, so when I'm not on the dance floor, I feel quite comfortable looking. And then it becomes the point where, please don't ask me to dance to anyone, because I'm comfortable looking at everybody now. 
can't have your cake and eat it. <laughs> what about you, Anne? Well, I was invited to join a line dance group. Not, not, not line dance, sorry, square dancing group, which I'd never heard of. And it's, a, you know, four couples in a, in a combination of an eight-figure eight square. And I found that really difficult. I found it difficult standing up in front of all the rest of strangers. Um, and they'd laugh when you got it wrong, but not laugh nastily. It was like a jovial laugh. Come on, Anne, you can do it. And I just think sometimes, oh, I don't think I'll go next week. Huh? An excuse, you know. But I persevered, and now um, I do love it, and it's very healthy, and it's nice meeting all the other people. And I now see other people joining who are doing the same mistakes that I used to, and then you help them or encourage them. So it's really, it's, it's dancing to beautiful medium. Really. Yeah, Antonia, how about you? I know you're you're quite a dancer, but maybe not so much routines. You just go yeah. for it. I like going to. Uh, they, they have a, a dance group that they meet every month in Stratford um, Town Hall or something. They call it tea dance. Mm. I, I I love that. You know, because it's a free, you, you, you can even ask for a record to be played for you, maybe in the 60s or sometime that you, when you were young, they will play it for you. The, the repertoire is so big, is, is so wide that anybody can ask for anything and you will be able to. But I would very much like to know about this uh, dancing because I love dancing. I don't think I have inhibition about, about dancing. I, I, I will be in my, not comfort zone, but my element. You, you know what I mean? Comfort zone is when you are weary about something. You, you feel less anxiety when you are in your comfort zone. It's, there is no a lot of risk that you take. But, and I will put it in two perspectives. One is when you're young, you are asked to push yourself so that you can realize your potential to get out of your comfort zone. But when you get to an, an age, I think you should enhance it and strengthen it that this is what I'm good at, you know, and, and you can, that comfort zone, you don't need to come out of it. You need to strengthen it and, oh, and to make it, you know, your own. When you're young, it's different. You want to come out and experience so, so many things. But when you're old, I don't think you should be thinking of coming out of your comfort zone. It's to just enhance it and to make it beautiful. And to make, like, you must have been dancing when you were younger, and you just continue, and you just make it better and better. So the comfort zone, it, it shouldn't be a negative thing. You know, does, does everyone agree? Does everyone agree? It's, so. it's the same like you know, when you, when you are younger, you do jogging. You know, you get you you want to move. You want to. Now getting older, I say, oh my God, I can't do jogging anymore. I've got knee problem. I've got hip problem. You can't do jogging anymore. So that is your what you call it, uncomfort. And comfort. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it, there's yeah. something different about pushing yeah. 
pushing yourself beyond your kind of physical capabilities. Because when you're young, you can do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I used to do a lot of jogging. Now I feel, oh, when I saw people in the park jogging, running, I said, oh, I miss that. Susan, you wanted to say something. Um, yes, I'll, I'll try and speak. There, there is some uh, wood burning smoke coming towards me. So. Um, that this is going to go up and down. Uh, my parents were excellent dancers. My father um, won cups and medals for ballroom dancing, but he would never teach me. Like a lot of things he could have taught me, but didn't. Anyway, let's go back to dancing. I can dance, I did go to some dancing lessons long time ago. I, I, I know I was 16 and um, went all the way to a class which was above the Odeon in Chelsea, a heck of a long way from Hackney. And didn't stay very long, but I do love dancing, but I am more comfortable dancing with a natural dancer uh, and anybody who feels uncomfortable dancing because they don't know the steps as long as you move your body in time to the music you've got it Absolutely. thank you everyone knew where to go everyone knew the, where the squares were and I knew very little except from girl guides then I found out on the eve of my wedding that the bride and the groom have to lead the dance, some kind of routine dance. So I had to beg my husband to speak, can you just teach me the basics so I don't look stupid? But then, like um, Lucia said, you know, a bit of drink and you didn't care anyway. <laughs> um, thanks, June. I just wanted to go back to what Antonio was saying, because I think that's really interesting. This idea of when you get older, um, it's about getting better, at what you already know how to do rather than always trying to find new things to learn how to do. And I think there is a lot of pressure on older people to always learn new skills mm. and do new things. So what do you feel about that? Is it more about honing the skills that you've already got and getting better at what you already know how to do? Or is there some truth in kind of learning how to skydive or, you know, roller skate or learn a new language, you know, as you're older? Like, what, or is it just better to kind of carry on with what you know already? I think it's a mixture. I think that when you're older, you should try everything you've not had time to do before. Obviously, physical um, attributes will get in the way because we're all getting older. But you should try everything. Dip in, try it, see what's out there. And then you can say, yes, I did try that. I liked it, I didn't like it. And there's a danger in all of that as well, that younger generation, and in particular relatives, will say to you, oh, you don't want to do that. You'll never be able to. Oh, it's not, that's not for you. Oh, everything's for us. And then I find as well about, you know, about computer. You know, like young people, you know, people who go to university, go to school, they're young, they pick up, you know, all this modern technology very quickly. But as you're getting older, I find that, you know, especially all those windows on computer now, all those signs, you can't find them. You've you got to click here, click there to find where is the printer, 
where is the file, you know? No, that's and a I fear built in by other people telling you you yeah. won't be able to do it. We can do anything any, any other human does, we can do. It's yeah. just everyone's pushing us older people into the bracket of mm. technology's not for you. Oh, hello, it yeah. is for us. Yeah. And we can't listen to other people in our ears all the time. Can I just go back to dancing for, for a moment? Uh, if I can remember what I was going to say. Oh, yes. Um, Jill said she was big. Well, I am now very big. I'm getting bigger, unfortunately. But I can still dance. I don't walk very well. I have a, a large walking aid. But I, it's easier to dance than to walk. And if anybody out there is wondering, well, why? It's because when you walk, you place your weight solidly on each foot after the other, but when you dance, you barely touch the ground and then move on, and that's the trick of it. Um, and these people at um, Stratford Town Hall, where they have the tea dancing, and elsewhere, <laughs> I'm trying to remember that I am in the company of, and am, a lady, this afternoon anyway. So, when are you not a lady, Susan? <laughs> Whenever I get the opportunity. The, these people that forget how old they are and what they look like in the mirror, these are the same people that have reduced refused to dance with me for 40, 50 years elsewhere. Okay, no names. I, I don't know their names. In, in 50 years, they, um, they just can't realize a dance is a dance. What the hell? Margaret, any, anything Going to back add? to dancing again, which I like. Yeah. The first steps I took, still in my memory, on my dad's feet. Yeah. I'm sure many yeah. ladies here and many people would know and done that. And from there, it's, please don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, because some people would. You either got it or you haven't. You either got confidence or you've just got a little bit of confidence. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean, you know, oh, never mind. You can't. No, you can do whatever you want to do as long as you believe in yourself and don't worry about what anybody else thinks because there's always somebody that's going to judge somebody else. Let them get on with that and do. And if you make a fool of yourself, go ahead and make a fool of yourself. Enjoy it because that's how I learned what the ladies were saying. My dad taught me ballroom dancing and all the bits and pieces, not everything, like the lady next to me. Then it was, uh, we used to call it barn dancing, yeah. done that. Um, it's all bits and pieces, that, but the bits that you don't do, because you cannot find your legs, put it that way, just go for it. Who cares if it looks silly or not? You have a good laugh with that. <coughs> Carry on, don't worry about what anybody thinks, what you want to do, Forget your age, that's just numbers. Go for it. Go ahead, Susan. I'm probably going to shatter the mood right now, but I, I, I feel it needs to be said. Um, I, 
I guess I come across as extremely confident, but I have lost most of my confidence. Um, I feel comfortable here, but I realize when I leave here, I will go home and maybe just sit and watch the ducks on the pond um, and not go home because I'm not happy where I am. And I am isolated most of the time. So I need more of this. <laughs> well, I'm glad you say that because this is exactly what this is for, Gillian. I wondered how other people um, operate physically when they go outside of their comfort zone, if they can define that. For example, it's a well-known fact that people sweat a lot if they're nervous. For myself, if I go outside of my comfort zone, which I haven't defined in my own head yet, but when I go into uncomfortable positions, rather, um, I, certainly my stomach is in turmoil. So I try to avoid going into situations where my stomach will be in turmoil. Strange though it may seem. It's, I'm trying to think of examples I can't. But I know that, for example, last week I had to go and talk to a solicitor. And I knew that I'd have to clean my nails and look better than I did in the daytime. And I'd have to speak not like I normally speak. And so all those added up to, oh, this is going to be a big job for me. And, um, and then I'd have to listen and listen to reams of papers being read to me. And I was so relieved when I came out of there. I thought, let me go and find the nearest McDonald's. I need to have some stodgy food. So that was my reaction. I don't get sweaty. I just get stomach turmoil. Any other reactions to, to kind of... Give, uh, ask a question. Do you think comfort zone is a, is, is a frame of mind? If, you know, because like Susan said, she said, if she's in the company of people she likes, she's, she's comfortable. So, you know, um, but then when she is by herself, she feels isolated. Uh, and I think in this day and age, we shouldn't really, you know, there should be support there for people. Comfort zone, with, I will put it that comfort zone can be an isolation or exclusion of something. You know, that people are not being uh, welcoming to, to join into things. I go to that Stratford um, dancing, and I'm oblivious to all these cliques because I just want to enjoy myself. I, I sit down, yes, maybe I go with some group, I will stay with my group, but we're not cliques because we, we belong to uh, uh, the acne elders or something like that. So we always go, we do bowling, we do all sorts of things. So we go to that, but when you get there, we just scatter and, and just go and enjoy ourselves. You know, yes, they, they, that can put you off. He, he, and and uh, you don't want to go again because uh, you rather not have that situation or something. Margaret. I hear, I hear you. I know what you're saying. And I can understand that. I can understand that. But the point is as well, I think circumstances in our lives, all of our lives, can change us from being confident to be a definitely a no-no. Because there is people out there that are completely housebound through choice. 
not because they really want to, but because that's the only thing that they know, and they rather keep away from everybody than actually have issues with somebody else or talk about their feelings, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I don't think people listen to people enough. Um, and at the end of the day, it does stem, as far as I can see, from what's happened to you before you've got to this breaking off bit. I mean, I had issues which I won't go into. It took me a long time. I started going out on my own, which was very difficult because I always had a partner. He done whatever, I done whatever. And ever for that one step that I took just to go to Victoria Park and sit, I haven't looked back because if I want to go for a coffee, I go. If I want to go where I can go, I go. I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable wherever I go. Yeah, and you, you joined us. Like, uh, you literally just came up and said, what are you doing? Um, had no idea what was going on and, and uh, jo joined us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's heavy, the, the water. Um, sorry, Susan, yes. Sorry, I don't mind. I, I um, having a lot of senior moments lately. Oh. Um, do you want to go to somebody else and come back to me? Sorry no, about this, no Lucia. Don't worry. So, yes, yes. Like, you know, my younger sister, she got a beautiful house in Barkingside, and she got a spare room, always want me to come and stay with her. And I said, no, I like my own place. I feel comfortable at home. Got my own bathroom, my own kitchen, my own bed. They said, oh, look, I've got a big room for you. Don't like you to live on your own. Come and live with me. And I said, no, I can't spend weekend with you. Even when I spend weekend there, I, I can't sleep because I'm not in my, in my own bed. So I feel more comfortable to be at home, to be on my own bed, my own kitchen, my own bathroom. I know where I am. When going to my sister's place, I feel really uncomfortable. It's interesting, isn't it, that um, at different stages in life, what you were saying, Margaret, that we have, you know, different levels of anxiety and comfort. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone, you know, just think back to when you were a teenager, how yeah. ang anxious, you know, it's like go going to school and like, you know, you get really anxious about not looking right or not saying the right thing or not hanging out with the right people and all this thing. And, and now, like, Honestly, like, who cares about that kind of stuff? So I think there are different stages, and and um, and you know, different stages in life means that you're anxious about different things. So it's it's uh, those shifts are, are kind of interesting. And I think you you look like you had something to say, or have I put you on the spot? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, need to speak into the microphone yeah life experiences do change you anyway you've got to mature as you get older but the, as long as you can find the right path mm. sometimes you don't always right choose it's the right one straight away but as long as you get back to a path that is comfortable i don't mean you mustn't deviate from it but a path that gives you contentment and, and happiness and it's not hurting anybody else then that's a blessing absolutely yeah. Um, I, yeah, and you, to, uh, Antonia and Margaret, you kind of touched on um, not being with a partner anymore and how that kind of changes your, your, your outlook in life. 
yeah, outlook. I guess I guess you get used to being with somebody, and then suddenly you're not. So you, your confidence can take a take a knock. Uh, you see, it depends on on the relationship when you have a partner. If there is a lot of uh, flexibility, you still love each other, but you do things in different ways. My my husband was an introvert, and I am not. You know, he, even if when we go to theater, he will sleep, he, and he's doing it just going because of me. You know, it's not something that he likes. He, he, he's a homebody. He, he's a home person. He loves his comfort zone, which is his home, you know. Um, uh, but for me, I, I, I like to explore and I like to enjoy things. So he always gave me the opportunity to go out. So when he died, he, you know, when he passed, I thought I won't be able to be doing all that thing because nobody to come home and share it and say, this is what happened and all the rest of it. The, he, uh, after 42 years, it was uh, it was scary, you know. I know that I come home and there's somebody there, or we've gone out. I can count how many days or months that we were, you know, not together. Maybe when I went home on my own, if we didn't go together, and I, I'm I'm ready to come back, you know, you know. But when he passed. I was really, really afraid to, to and I, I, I cannot put my mind to why was I afraid. I was tearful and, and my children, they couldn't console me. But they, they said to me, this is a phone, we're at the end of it, you can call us. But go out, please, and don't stay home. And that is the best advice they gave to me. How, how long did it take you before you felt that you could do that? Well, actually, this, this month, this month is nine years that he passed. But I will tell you, it took me a few years to get to where I am. Though I had some, you know, like you three, Amy and Susan, we go. I, we were one of the founder members. You know, uh, I ceased to go for some time. Not, I didn't want to know. But gradually, I brought myself back into it. I think it takes time. Like what I say, it, it, the comfort zone doesn't ne necessarily mean taking you, you know, right out to go and do something. You might have something that you're already doing mm. that you can enhance and to strengthen yourself within that and, and make it better. And the comfort zone will not be a negative thing. It, it can be a positive thing. You know, yeah. it can be a positive thing because at the age of 13, I wanted to know how to ride a bike yeah. and I was petrified that the concept of this thing that is so shaky, how could I sit on it and be safe? I didn't want to. But at the age of 70, I came out of my comfort zone and I went to ride a bike through New Age Games, and I have got a bike. Wow. And I can ride a bike. Amazing, Bravo. amazing. So you see, yeah. 
two ways of looking yeah, at this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comfort zone doesn't necessarily have to be a negative that I have to be wary of something. You can venture out or you can enhance what you have got right. and make it as, as best as you can. Absolutely right. Susan. I, um, I have to say that I travelled the world uh, alone. I never had a problem going anywhere, walking into a dining room as if I owned it. And um, People think, who's that? Um, but I don't do quite so much of that these days because I really don't want to be alone anymore. Um, sorry, um, is not the right thing to say on the radio. I am now beginning to feel isolated right here around this table because people are talking about partners and children and family, of which I have none. So I'm getting quite emotional. Okay. Thank, thank you Sorry. for sharing that. But I guess it's also about loss of partners. So, you know, we're, we're kind of... I, I've, um, I've never had a partner. Margaret. Lovely. You may be on your own. You feel like you've got nobody, but there's always somebody there for you. You don't realise because people mm. are people. Some people don't want to feel like they're intruding. I'm one of those, but I'm, I'm straight in no matter what happens anyway. But the thing is, like, I think a lot of us, and, and now you will understand, that just because you have a family, you can actually feel very alone. alone. Yeah. My ex-partner, we still live under the same roof. It's true. I have a son. He does his own thing. And I understand exactly what this lady is saying. Although there is bodies in the house, I might as well be on my own. It's, it's actually gone, it can go to, like that lady said, to having families Susan, that Susan, really Susan. you haven't no family. That's why you end up in groups like this that you can find some lovely people. Uh, and besides, you know, I know Susan for a long time. You know, we played Scrabble together. That is a family as far as I'm concerned. Mm, and I wouldn't have brought my family into it if Lucia didn't say to me, how did you cope with that, that loss? You know, that is why. I, in, it is a, always a pleasure to, to meet you. When I came, what did I do? Hello, Susan. I, I couldn't remember the rest of the people's name, you know. It, that, you're not alone, you know, and I know why you feel emotional. Like this lady saying, you could have so many people around you and still feel lonely. You understand? It, it's, uh, you, it, it's, it's possible to, to, to be with so many people and still feel alone. So you're not alone, you have I speak to you on the phone, you know, sometimes, not for a long time now, you know, but we meet when I, we could. Yes, so please don't take no. <laughs> I'm so, so 
Thanks, Antonia. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for those words of comfort. Um, I, I don't want to put it down or on again, but you know, when you shut the door and there's nobody there, it, it's um, not not to feel um, human touch is very. Um, I can't find the right word at the moment, which is. Um, unusual for me. So, Tony, why don't you come back and play Scrabble again, please? I think that's a very firm invitation. We, Pauline, you've joined us. How are you doing? I was down there. Oh, I didn't see you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, never mind. Does everyone know Pauline? Yes. You're going to know me now. I'm quite friendly anyway, lovely. Okay, what, what have you got to say? Is it, are we speaking about um, people with, we're, we're speaking about our comfort zone. Comfort, comfort zone? Yeah. Mm. What's a comfort zone? Who wants to explain? <laughs> Things that you make you nervous or uncomfortable. Mm. With me, oh yeah. Right. Hello world. We're speaking now. Well, um, when it comes to a comfort zone, comfort zone with me, I'm an international person. It doesn't matter where I am, where I go, and then I could hear. Susan. She speak about there is no one around her. There is people around because you've got your angel around you, sweetheart, because I've got children, grants, holy, daughter-in-law, this, that, and most probably I've got about a million nieces, but I am not alone. Once I get in the house, I've got my angels around me. I've got people around me all the time. And I am not going to stitch that in my head that I am alone. Because there's always people in your life. There's always people in your life you can speak with, you can trust, eat with, drink with, or so forth. And look at all these people. And I was listening to her as well. You could have people in the house with you but you're still on your own same way, right? So now, it's, we are the one have to be, um, go out there and meet people and get involved into all kind of things. Are you, Antonia said uh, about bike. Well, I'm gonna ride a bike now. <laughs> I can't ride a bike. <laughs> yes. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But we are all different. Mm. There's no two people mm. on this earth. I didn't that finish. It. I never no, finished. I'm sorry. Look, I'm a bit like that. Sorry, because I don't. I don't communicate with a lot of people all the time. Yeah. But when I do, it's like I don't stop. Yeah, but I was going to come into it after oh, with about the different people. Oh, good. Carry on. Nothing. But you take it over now. Can This is how we like it. It's carry good. on. It's like I was going to come in. I was going to say. Please do. I was going to say. Everybody is different in individual people, mm. right? Same minds. And, every, and there are some people are together and some people are not together, right? Mm. But then, you see, as we go, as we go forth in our daily life and in our week's life, month life, there's always someone who comes up, there's always a person who comes up to us and open up that horizon what we're looking for. Because sometimes there's so much there 
but we don't recognize it, I know, unless we have, we have to jump out that compound. Comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yeah. Comfort zone. Com oh. say, say comfortable. <laughs> say comfortable. I, okay. I wasn't very well for a long time. I'm not still not well. So I've got to leave it with Gillian, you talk. We all not okay, well. No, can, can, not I, well. can I say something? Yeah, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, we, we're talking about being comfortable. Yeah. For me, to be comfortable when I'm out with my friend. My best friend, I love to, be, to meet my best friend, to talk about you know, our past, and I feel really comfortable when I meet. I have one best friend I know her for 45 years. We are inseparable when we meet. We never stop talking. So that's why it's very important to have your best friend and where you feel comfortable to communicate with your best friend. Thank you, Sarah. But don't you think that sometimes the attitude that we bring to a situation can make it more, like we, we're sometimes our own worst enemy in that way because, for example, you could prevent yourself, you know, go into a room and feel a bit shy and then be a bit retreated and then give, give off this kind of vibe that um, you, you don't want to be there. But actually it's because you're feeling uncomfortable because you don't know, you're, you're feeling shy or anxious. And so often that can be misread and then no one comes and talks to us. So then we get more uncomfortable. So there's these things that we do ourselves that sometimes create a situation. Um, yeah. So I think with age and life, we learn that we, we kind of create these things for ourselves. And, and it's about kind of being able to move out of that. Gillian, you yes, want to I think to it's important to say, to have that phrase in our heads, I can, and have it in every situation wherever possible. And I'd like to go back to something that's quite relevant to that as well, that both Anne and Antonia said that the comfort zone isn't automatic. Anywhere you want to feel comfortable isn't, or be in a comfort zone for yourself, isn't automatic, it takes time. Anne said about finding your path, so that takes time. And Antonia said that things didn't happen quickly, she had to be encouraged in a way, but in the end she found it in herself. So that comes back to how are you behaving in situations? How are you gathering people around you? And it all comes to an attitude in yourself. You know, it can get very tiring when you continue to be positive and pushing yourself out there. Sometimes you, you're a human being, you have to have a day off. If you have a bad experience, <laughs> you can go back and say, well, I won't put myself in that situation again. Or you can say, I can do that again, I'll be stronger, and I'll just be a false person for a while. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like, you know, last Saturday, I went to a, a friend wedding. I know this girl for about 10 years. She got married, and uh, she's a Moroccan. And I went to that wedding, I only know what the girl that was getting married, and I was sitting there, I feel so uncomfortable. I couldn't talk to any, they were speaking Arabic. I couldn't talk to any one of them until one of them approached me, want to be friend. And then I feel comfortable that that person want to be my friend. You know? So just and somebody reaching talking. out and just yeah. opening that door yeah. meant that you could mm. deal with the situation better. Yeah. And then also added to that, Sarah, you have to also realise that people in that room also might be feeling out of their comfort zone. You, know, you have to find the bridge somewhere. And yeah. you know, in a wedding party situation, yeah. it's up to the host to make you feel comfortable anyway. But obviously, you know, things don't always go to plan. Mm. So it's a very difficult situation. Weddings and networking like that are always very difficult to make into a comfort zone because yeah. they're pretty uncomfortable yeah. and false to begin yeah. with.
especially when they were dancing Arabic dance, belly dancing. I thought, oh, I can't get up. I can't dance that. In the end, I didn't stay. I stayed for a couple of hours, and then I left. And no drink <laughs> the either. music was too loud. You know, I couldn't bear loud music. <laughs> Sorry, Susan, go ahead. This brought back uh, a me memory. Um, it was a, a, a sad memory to start off with. It was in 1972 after the massacre of the Israeli Olympic team in Munich. And the next day I was traveling to Israel to stay with my cousin who now lives in Australia, who was visiting her in-laws in Jerusalem. And I stayed with them and they all thought I was, <laughs> I don't know what. And then there was a, a family wedding, and they, they were teasing me. Um, and the, the music was um, Arabic-type music, that, that sort of dancing. And I remember what I was wearing. Oh, and it was a perfect size 16. Oh, and I made it myself. I made everything myself. I don't even sew buttons on these days. Anyway, so they, they were waiting for me to do something, and I did it. What did I, you do? I got up on the table, and I belly danced <laughs> and up and down the table. <laughs> Woo! Belly dancing. And that broke the ice with everybody. I, I bet it did. I hope it didn't break the table. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing you, I'm teasing you. <laughs> I, I, I was a perfect size 16 for a very long time, but not anymore, unfortunately. Uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> dance, belly dancing, you know, if you know what to do. Yes, and... and um, how to move. <laughs> how to move. And when, um, when, when you're a little bit... Um, When you've got some flesh on you, it actually looks better. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Especially in your sweet 18 or 16, you can really move fast. You know? yeah. Margaret, Ma oh, sorry, Margaret's been waving at me for a while. Should we go? Sorry, I'm not you, waving. You, 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 you two are, are going to have a, a kind of a, no, no, a talk off in a minute. No, right, no. Margaret, go for it. I basically listening listen to all the ladies. Yes. And I agree with everything everybody's saying because we've all got our inputs to put and I value other people's opinion, which a lot of people out there don't. But I basically think I'm talking about me now that I've always had confidence. It's basically do or just sit there and watch, which I've got the cheek of the devil, I was told, and most probably I have, but I don't mind, I like me, thank you very much. And I've always been the first person to go to whoever and speak, because it takes one person, and why can't it be me? And that's where a lot of people can't physically or, or emotionally do that. It could be very difficult for some people. More people find it difficult 
than what I can. So I'm a bit like, here, get in there, Margaret. You might as well, because this, this talk to people. That's what it's all about. Thanks, Margaret. Pauline. Well, I'm a, little, I'm a bit like Margaret myself. Whether, whatever language, whatever dance, whatever business, I don't business, as long as there's music, I just dance like uh, With a language, I get in it and I dance and I move. Whatever's going on, I do my thing, man. And when I do my thing, I wake up the whole crowd. Absolutely. And from the crowd, wake up. Nobody stops. You understand? Everybody yes. Just, they're just doing, man. They're just, when you're dancing this way or that way, I move okay. this way or that way. You're a dance, man. You just and, dance. I, and I have to say, I, Pauline, I've known you a few years, and you do make people feel really comfortable because um, you just go in there and, you know, break the ice and just make people kind of feel like they're part of the group. And, um, you know, and that's really, yeah. as Margaret says, you, know, you do need people like that yeah. um, because, you know, some, not everyone is like no. that and, and we need help. So thank you. Yes. Because yeah. I was in, I went to this um, Ethiopian dance and, um, I don't, I'm not worried about what they're speaking and what language. Music. I just get up and I'm just dancing everybody, just rub it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> just rub it in my ass. Yeah, just dance in my It's a shame, it's a shame this is uh, just audio, we can't see the moves. Can you dance, man? Eat and dance and do it in. I'm not worried about what they're speaking. It's called enjoyment. Bring them together. Do your own step. Yeah, open them up and all that. <laughs> so um, I'm aware yeah. we've got yeah, five. We've got five minutes left. The time has really flown. So yeah. I just want to go round the table and get some final words from everyone. Let's start um, on my right with Susan. Your sort of final conclusion to our conversation. Um, Lucia, thanks for making me first. Final conclusion. It's been going through my mind whilst we've all been speaking. And I'm sure the listeners will have picked up the various accents. <laughs> and without wishing to be political, because I have no political leanings other than we shouldn't have politics, people will have noticed that there are many different accents around this table. And that is a, what is so wonderful about this country, that people mix. And if they're not prepared to mix and learn and get involved in other people's culture, they might as well stay at home. Thank you, Margaret. I think this table has always been as diverse as they come, and that's how we want to keep it. So, yeah, thank you. Um, Susan, Margaret, uh, final words? As quick as I can, of course. Yes. Um, I am pleased to be here today. I just came by chance because I just needed to sit down and rest a bit. And I met some wonderful ladies that I'm still sitting with. We just spoke straight away. There was no here, there, or there was no nothing. And it opens, hopefully, a lot of people out there eyes and ears and a little bit of understanding this very carefully to what we are saying it will help you out there if you listen mm. thank you thank you sarah 
Well, I want to say thank you, Lucia, for organizing this radio program. I'm really very happy to come here and to meet Jill. For a long time, I haven't seen Jill and Linda and the new people I met today. I feel really comfortable talking on your radio show. Okay. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Sarah. Antonia. Um, I, I love the topic that you pick of this month because it resonates with a lot of people around this table. And, and we brought issues that it makes people more at ease with themselves, you know. But um, the last thing I'm going to say is that comfort zone doesn't necessarily have to be a limiting something. It, it, it has to be forward-looking as yeah. well as what you have got already that you can improve on it and enhance it. The comfort zone can be not a negative thing, but also a positive thing, you know, to improve lives and to make people be more confident. That's my, my take on it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Antonio. Yes, I Julia. really would like to thank Antonio for that because that's putting everything in a nutshell in my mind, that yes, it's um, not a negative thing. And to carry on from today, I'll be thinking very carefully about my own situation, where I am, where I can actually analyze where my comfort zone is and how I can be a stronger person sometimes. Thank you, Gillian. And yes, Gillian invited me at quite short notice because um, I was in the, in the throes of arranging a very sudden death in the family. And she said, come along to this radio show. And I, I just thought I'd be sitting listening, to be quite honest. I'm not used to speaking out there. People always think that. And um, <laughs> it, it's been really an eye-opener and, and a sharing of confidences, which I hope everybody, and least, most of all, at least myself as well, that I will benefit, and hopefully somebody else will. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. OK. Pauline, make it brief, please. No, you are, you are, you are. It's no, final words. No, my final words. Um, just say final words. Okay. Thank everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've got nothing to say. No, to be continued. All right, all right. No, no I've never I'm heard. Not very good. I'm not, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's okay. I'm not. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Thank you.